The Church Fellowship of Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut welcomes you to this edition of Shi'ar Jashub, featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be continuing a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority. The message focused on the role of finances in the Lord's work, the need to support the Lord's servants in ministry, and the proper attitude of those servants toward money and service. And after reviewing several scriptures, Pastor came to Matthew chapter 17. This is where Peter is approached by those who collect the temple tax, literally the double drachma, who ask him, Does your teacher not pay the temple tax? Pastor Greg explained how the drachma was a Greek coin roughly equivalent to the Roman denarius, and both equal to about a day's wages. And the two drachma, or the two denarii, was equivalent to the Jewish half-shekel. The half-shekel temple tax was required of every adult Jewish male annually and was used for the maintenance and operation of the temple in order to defray the expenses and buy the necessities for the temple worship. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg Scalzo. The two drachma, the double drachma, the half shekel in the Hebrew equivalent, the half shekel tax. Now, who instituted, what was the basis for this tax? We might flippantly say, well, it must have been the Pharisees or the Sadducees, but that's not so. The basis for this tax comes from God himself. If you look in Exodus chapter 30, Exodus chapter 30, and let's see, we'll read at, starting at verse 11, and we'll read from verse 11 to verse 16. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When you take the census, the numbering of the children of Israel, and remember, we're going to have the book of Numbers where they number the tribes, the people in each tribe. And part of the reason for the numbering was then to substitute the firstborns with those Levites who would take their place in the service of the tabernacle at that point. Uh, when you take the census of the children of Israel for their numbers, then every man shall give a ransom for himself to the Lord when you number them, that there may be no plague among them when you number them. And there's a lot to this which we can't get into now. You know, when you, when you number your people, it's a very complicated subject, but you're, it's related to human strength. You're counting up how strong you are. You're reckoning how strong you are. And God says, no, it's not based on your numbers. Gideon shows us that, right? It's based on him. It's based on who he is. He says, when you number up, it's for responsibility. When you number up, it's to establish your responsibility in the service of God. And we're going to see that there. He's the source. So if you number your people, it's going to be to see what you have to do in my service. And you know, when David numbered the people, it was done wrong. And what happened? A plague came on the land, just like it says here in Exodus. When you take the census of the children of Israel, for their number, then every man 
Every man shall give a ransom for himself to the Lord Yahweh when you number them, that there may be no plague among them when you number them. This is what everyone among you who is numbered shall give, half a shekel. This is the half shekel. Half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary. And then it tells you shekel is 20 geras. It's about two-thirds of an ounce, two-thirds of an ounce of silver. The half shekel shall be an offering to the Lord. Everyone included among those who are numbered from those 20 years old and above shall give an offering to the Lord. Every adult, everyone 20 years and older, the rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less than half a shekel when you give an offering to the Lord to make atonement for yourselves. And you shall take the atonement money of the children of Israel and shall appoint it, appoint it for the service of the tabernacle of meeting, that it may be a memorial for the children of Israel before the Lord to make atonement for yourselves. A ransom mean of their lives. If you're going to number to ransom your lives, you have to give this half shekel. And everybody has to do it. Now, it's about two days wages, right? Everyone, from the rich to the poor, no one's exempt. You have to do this for the temple, for the tabernacle, and then later on for the, for the temple. And if you see one of the, um, the results of it, you look in Exodus chapter 38. Exodus chapter 38. Provision for some parts of actually building the tabernacle came out of this half shekel tax. Uh, in verse 25, and the silver from those who were numbered of the congregation was 100 talents and 1,775 shekels according to the shekel of the sanctuary. A becca for each man, that is a half a shekel, the half shekel tax, according to the shekel of the sanctuary. For everyone included in the numbering from 20 years old and above, for 603,550 men, and from the hundred talents of silver were cast, and from that money were cast the sockets of the sanctuary and the bases of the veil, 100 sockets from the hundred talents, one talent for each socket. Uh, then from 1,775 shekels, he made the hooks for the pillars, overlaid their capitals, and made bands for them. So parts, intricate parts of the tabernacle are coming from this offering that everyone had to give. The responsibility runs through this for every adult to have a part in this work. And that concept runs through the Old Testament. You have the substitutionary provision, right, of the firstborn. We mentioned with the Levites to serve. That's in Numbers chapter 3, verses 40 to 50. Everyone to have a part in the work. In the New Testament, that's the Old Testament, the New Covenant, every mature Christian should have a passionate desire for God's work. And that desire should be followed by action. If there's no desire, if there's no action, if there's no giving to the work of God, there's a problem. There's a freedom given in the New Testament that was not there in the old. You know, in the old, he tells them, you will give. In the new, we go up into maturity in the spirit. And in the spirit, there is freedom. We're going to read about that in a moment. But now it's not that someone has to tell us it's that the Spirit of God is living inside of us, and we want to. And if we don't want to, there's a problem. Everyone should want to be part of God's work in some way, in some form. Now, in Matthew chapter 17, 
And by the way, when you talk about the time of Jesus, supposedly from different places I've read, the half shekel could only be received at the temple in the Jewish half shekel. They would not take the drachma, they would, the Greek drachma. They would not take the Roman denarii. And so they made big business on money changing. You know, the people had the coinage of their day, the Greek drachma, the Roman denarii, but when you pay the temple tax, has to be a half shekel, and of course we're going to make some money on this changing of the currency. So it also became a source of profit for the money changes. And you can understand why Jesus overturned the tables of the money changes. So Peter is approached, you go back to Matthew 17, Peter is approached by these, these who receive the temple tax, and does your teacher not pay the temple tax, right? And Peter's cornered, right? Uh, yes, yes. You know, you ever get people corner you about something? And you just, you feel you got to answer some way you shouldn't answer, but you're just cornered, and you don't know what to say, and they trap you? The, answer, the honest answer was, no, we haven't paid it up to now, but he doesn't want to look like they're doing anything wrong. So, yes, yes, my, my teacher pays it, right? Now consider what does Peter say in Matthew 19, 27? The Lord doesn't dispute it. We've given up everything to follow you, right? They laid down their fishing nets. When they were fishing, when, for example, John's father had a big fishing business, when the money's coming in, should they have given that, paid that half shekel tax? Certainly, right? And they should have done more, right? Because money's coming in. But they've given up everything to do what? The ministry of God, the work of God, the service of the temple, right? A lot of this is collected for the service of the temple. How many more people are going to temple now that they've been healed and they've heard the gospel and they're coming back to God and they've turned from sin and they've turned from rebellion? Well, that's happening because the ministry of Messiah is there with these 12 who are serving him, right? They've left everything. Jesus has left his work. They're ministering around the clock. They have money for the poor. They have a money bag for the poor, but sometimes they have Nothing in their pockets. Peter has nothing in his pocket. Jesus has nothing in his pocket. And these bean counters are coming now. Notice the spirit behind it. Feel the spirit behind what's happening here. They're doing the work of the temple. The religious leaders, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, are not helping them at all, right? They've left everything. They're helping the temple. And yet, does your teacher pay the tax when they know well how they've been ministering and that they have no money to pay that half shekel? They're poorer than the poor. I remember back uh, in, the, in the 80s when we first started the church, we were over at the American Legion Hall, uh, and a woman came in, very officious woman, very attentive to detail. And she heard the sermon, she said, this might be a good place to make my church home. And she came up afterwards and she cornered me. And she said, now, you know, she said, if I join a church, I have to see and make sure that whatever salary is paid to the pastor, that he then gives 10% back to the church. She was very attentive to details like that, very officious, very, very involved. I said, but I don't take a salary from the church. And she looked, because she didn't know in her mind when she did her calculations of the 10% of the salary going back, she didn't know how to handle if you get zero as a salary, how she should proceed. And she 
She got all huffy and she turned around and she walked out. There's a New Testament attitude that we're supposed to have a maturity in these matters, of understanding in these matters. We have to understand the spirit behind the concept. Is it right to support the temple? Is it right to support the work of God? Is it right to support the laborers of God? And the Old Testament and the New Testament answer overwhelmingly is yes. Yes, it is right. But look what Jesus says. Look at verse 25. Jesus, by the way, knows by word of knowledge through the Spirit that what's going on before Peter. Peter must be coming back saying, how am I going to tell him that I've committed us to pay something we have no money for? And he walks in the house and he's put his foot in his mouth again. And he comes in and before he can say anything, Jesus says, he anticipates him and says, what do you think, Simon? From whom do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes? From their sons? or from strangers. We'll continue the message in our next broadcast. On our website at shiarjashub.org, you will find information about our church and a library of hundreds of Bible study radio programs to help you in your walk with Jesus. We live stream the Sunday morning service at 10.30 a.m. on YouTube, and then the video is posted up on the Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle channel, both on YouTube and Rumble.com, as well as on the church website itself, shiarjashub.org, and you can check Isaiah 7, verse 3 for the spelling.